Hello, heathens. I'm Megan Angus, and this is Spinning the Wheel Podcast. In this weekly audio ritual, we explore the eight seasons of the Witch's Wheel of the Year, and we discover how it is so much more than eight Sabbaths. We weirding witches time travel through holy days, festivals, and celestial events connecting our celebrations and magic to the past, present, and future. Our cackling fills the night as we take our turn gathering the wool, wielding the distaff, and spinning the wheel. And welcome to the podcast. Okay, that's enough of that. Uh, This week's podcast, this one that you're listening to right now, it's going to be a bit of a shorty because we are just about to uh, have our Lunasa class. So most of what I would be talking about in this podcast, we're going to be talking about in the class in just a day or two. Um, join us for the class. It is going to be uh, July 26th at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on YouTube. You can just head to Megan Angus on YouTube. There's links on my website, etc., etc. Maybe I'll put a link in the description of this podcast. I don't know. But uh, it will, if you can't join us live, if you can join us live, please do. Uh, but if you cannot join us live, I will be uploading the video and the audio from that class to uh, the podcast platforms. Too many P words there. Okay. Also, as an aside, <laughs> I've been having some back problems, so I'm medicated <laughs> for my safety and yours. Um, so my energy may not be quite as high as it usually is. Um, but... I did want to cover the astrology that we are working with this week because I will not be going in as hard during the class on the particulars of the astrology because that's what we do in the weekly podcast. Um, But yeah, just about everything that I would be talking about is going to be in that class. So join us for the class. The links are in the places where you might find links. And um, is that everything? For the preamble? Yeah, I think that is. Uh, I have put off the July tarot circle, um, but it is coming up. So (laughs) pay attention for that, too. (laughs) We will be doing something before the end of July in the next five days (laughs) somehow. Uh, That that will be happening. Um, Okay, so let's get into what is going on. This is Lunasa season waxing moon in Scorpio lunar week 17 by some lunar calendars. Um, yeah. Okay. So thinking about that, looking into this, what have we got? Well, first off, let us ground ourselves very briefly in what we are doing for Lunasa season. We will talk about this in depth in the class, but our focus is moving to power, maturation, leadership, and production. And uh, in that production thing, um, you know, some of us produce things in the physical plane. Some of us produce things in other ways. All of that is very valid during this season. And living in capitalist society, living in the Western world, 
I mean, capitalism is a fungus that has spread everywhere, but um, we can be reduced to uh, thinking about ourselves and thinking about other people, thinking about situations from a commodified standpoint in, insofar as you are worth what you can produce. You are worth whatever your work is worth. And I don't agree with that. At the same time, this is the season on the wheel where we are really thinking about what we are producing, what is our responsibility to producing things, how are we overseeing what's being produced, how are we contributing to what's being produced, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, but producing, quote unquote, can be lots of different things. So as expansive as you can be with your definition of what that word could mean uh, will benefit you. That, that kind of thinking and that sort of a stance will benefit you in the season of Lunasa. Okay. So our podcast begins with uh, our waxing moon in Scorpio Tuesday, July 25th. 2023, uh, 3.06 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, later in the day slash the next day for everybody else around the planet, waxing moon in Scorpio at two degrees. And this is not aspecting anything exactly. The closest stuff uh, is, are, um, the moon is conjunct the south node at 29 degrees of Libra. It is opposing the north node at 29 degrees of Scorpio or, uh, of Aries, excuse me, and square uh, Pluto retrograde at 29 degrees of Capricorn. So while this moon is not exactly on the degree, it is lighting up that situation between the nodes and Pluto, which we started talking about last week. And this is some of the astrology that folks have been talking about all year long. This is one of those transits that people have been anticipating, warning about, looking forward to, you know, studying up on for several months now. Um, and so here we have a moon that's sort of sitting on top of it and bringing a type of spotlight. So um, first off, let's talk about the waxing part, right? This is the waxing half, waxing quarter. It will be described as both. And this is our halfway point between the new moon and the full moon, basically. In our metaphor that we work with every week, the waxing half equates to the branch. So at the new moon, we have a seed. At the waxing crescent, we have a little sprout. At the waxing half, that little sprout has resisted the pull from the past, was pushed against gravity, pushed against the soil, and is like, no, I'm growing, I'm doing stuff. Um, and so now it's thrown out a branch. And at our half moons, waxing half, waning half, the moon and the sun are square. So inherent in this lunar process is a level of friction. And uh, this is a point where some decisions have to be made. In what direction are we intending to apply our energy, our time, our efforts, our resources, whatever? We have to make some decisions about what are we going to do with the momentum that is building in this growth cycle or whatever cycle it is that you're in. And this waxing moon is in Scorpio. Um, and 
not to reduce this down too much, but really the stuff that could be coming up for us with the waxing moon in Scorpio is stuff around revenge and stuff around tantrums. Um, it's, and this is really important when we take a step back and we remember that we are in the midst of summer. We are in, we are leaving Litha and we are heading into Lunasa. And in both of those Sabbaths, a lot of our work is understanding the power that we have, understanding the power that maybe the universe is giving us or that community is lending us or our station, our position, or maybe it's our privilege that's giving us power, whatever. And thinking about how we're wielding it, right? That's just the generic energetic stuff that we're working with at this time of year. Well, this waxing half moon in Scorpio is saying, how are you doing with your resentment? How are you doing with the grudges that you might hold? How are you doing with uh, your tantrums? How are you doing with whatever funky stuff is coming up for you? Are you utilizing the power that you have to be a meanie, to um, hog the conversation, to you know, focus on main character energy? Are you, um, are you utilizing your power in a way that's healthy and holistic and, and to the betterment of yourself and everybody else? Or are you utilizing this opportunity to get some revenge, get a leg up, seize power that maybe isn't actually yours, etc. That's what's up. That's what's up with this moon. And it's a square. So it's friction. It doesn't feel good necessarily um, to have the experience or to have to ask the question or to be in a circumstance that's forcing you to think about that stuff. That's what's up in the background of this moon on just any old given time that we're working with the waxing half in Scorpio. But this moon is conjunct the south node, opposing the north node, and square Pluto. <laughs> Pluto, of course, being the modern astrological ruler of Scorpio. So the moon in Scorpio square to its own ruler right now. And for me, this is really just underlining the level of tension that we are seeing possibly in our friend groups, possibly in our social midst, but definitely on the world stage. Um, everybody feels very empowered in their stance right now. Everybody feels like because of this aspect with the nodes, um, I'm in alignment with what the gods have commanded me to do. And that's pretty wild language to use when we're talking about getting into an argument with somebody in traffic, right? <laughs> like the gods have decreed that I was allowed to make the left-hand turn. So, you know, like, okay, <laughs> dial it back. But that's my, that might be how it feels internally. So remember last week when I said, it's okay to have a tantrum, just do it in the right place, right? Like go, if you're going to shit your pants, go do it on your own floor. <laughs> but you know, tantrums are, are, sometimes a necessary part of the process, but we're adults. So we can go find the place to put the tantrum that energy is carrying through this week. And it's, it can be easy when we're thinking about it, we're prepared for it. That first time that it comes up, we're like, yeah, sure. But the second, the third, the fourth, the fifth time that it comes up right a week later, it's coming up again. That preparation might be wearing off a little bit and we might be reducing or, or receding back into regressive behaviors and, and feeling very justified in those regressive behaviors conjunct the South node. The South node is like, Hey man, I've been through some terrible things. 
horrible stuff has happened to me. I'm justified in acting this way. I'm justified in speaking this way to the people around me, demanding these things from the people around me, whatever it is. Are you? Are you really? <laughs> Maybe you're not, you know, and, um, and this is also true for the other people around us. We might be on the receiving end of that kind of behavior and watching somebody, um, you know, have a tantrum and again, feeling very justified in having that tantrum. So, you know, adding to all of this is the Pluto energy, which is fixative. Um, when Pluto is a part of our process, it represents the portions that can be very obsessive and very fixated around whatever is going on. So not only might we be feeling totally justified in our funky behaviors, but we cannot stop thinking about it. We can't stop talking about it, um, whether it's the behavior or the justification or whatever it is. So all collectively, this moon in a way is adding a spotlight that's like might make things really, really uncomfortable. But if we can step outside of our process just a little bit and sort of witness ourselves as we're doing what we're doing, maybe we can bring a little objectivity and say, I'm allowed to feel what I feel. Um, and if I feel resentful about something, that's honestly what I'm feeling, but I don't have to act on my feelings. I don't have to react from my feelings. I don't even have to necessarily respond to my feelings. I can just witness that I'm feeling this and then move forward when I can move forward. Um, and so this is, this is potent stuff because Scorpio, everybody's got Scorpio in their chart somewhere. And, um, when we're hanging out in the Scorpio portions of our life or the scorpionic energies that are in our life, again, we can feel very justified in cutthroat behaviors or, um, behaviors where we are wielding our power in not the most magnanimous of ways. Okay. That's what I'm going to say about that. Good luck. Um, <laughs> take care of yourself. Take a few deep breaths. And if you're like, no, I am committed to this tantrum, go shit your pants on your own floor. That's all. That's, that's my, that's my loving advice to you this week. <laughs> all right. When we are hanging out with this waxing moon in Scorpio for our uh, lunar body work, we are awakening, activating, adorning, and stimulating and preparing for action the organs and the processes of pleasure, reproduction, and waste management, a.k.a. sex and death. And, uh, you know, work with that energy however you want to, given what I just said over the last 10 minutes. <laughs> you know, <laughs> maybe some power dynamic play is you know, appropriate for, uh, as a way of you exercising some of this stuff. Uh, consent, people, that's all I'm going to say. Consent is sexy. Um, as I say every week, I am not a doctor of the human corpus. I am a doctor of wizardry, witchery, and woo. Uh, you know, check in with your trusted health advisor if you want to integrate this stuff and working with the metaphor is always as powerful as working with the physical form. So, you know, is there some stuff that you need to, um, fuck off, right? <laughs> is there some stuff you need to poop out and process and let go of that thing for our plant body work? Uh, we are planting for sturdiness. Uh, this is a great moon to plant anything. It is also a great moon for transplanting, 
grafting annual flowers, grafting fruit, grafting veggies uh, that are viney uh, and bear crops above ground, corn, tomatoes, watermelon, zucchini, all very uh, happy at this time, harvesting seeds and roots that we intend to use for replanting versus harvesting seeds and roots that we might use for food or for medicine or for magic. This is a great time to harvest seeds and roots specifically to replant them. Uh, watering, checking your irrigation systems, uh, grafting in general, and then planting annuals that yield above ground crops, uh, as I mentioned before, especially our viney stuff, peas, beans, melons, squash, tomatoes, peppers, cereals, grains, hay, garlic, cucumbers, also good for taking cuttings, grafting, and harvesting above ground for drying and storing. Uh, but I would emphasize more of the harvesting seeds and roots for replanting versus harvesting above ground for dry and storing. Um, okay. Anything else going on on this day? Yes. The astrology Pluto retrograde in Capricorn squaring the nodes in Aries at, uh, Aries and Libra at 29 degrees. So to review our notes from last week, this little tryst between Pluto and the nodes began on uh, Saturday, July 22nd, we had the nodes squaring Pluto at 29 degrees, six minutes. Now, uh, here, Tuesday, the 25th, we have Pluto squaring the nodes at 29 degrees, three minutes. And then later in the week, Friday, the 28th, we will have the nodes squaring Pluto at 28 degrees, 58 minutes. So these, uh, you know, two points in the sky plus Pluto are sort of dancing back and forth, setting each other off. And I, I definitely am thinking of them as like kids in the backseat who keep poking each other. Mom, she's poking me. Mom, he's poking me. That thing. Poke, 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 poke. Um, and, you know, we don't necessarily want to poke Pluto, but here we are. Right? Here we are. We're poking Pluto. Um, so is there a way to work with this in a positive way, yes, if we can be earnest about being able to put a little space between ourself and the agitation. And that can be very difficult. On a super realistic level, that can be very, very difficult. Sometimes we're agitated and that's it. I am agitated. I am agitated. There's no uh, separating myself from that. There's no like you know, distance that I can put between me and what I'm feeling. I'm just in it. So when we're dealing with Pluto stuff, um, as I mentioned before, we can get very fixated on whatever is coming up for us. Try to find a neutral thing to focus on that is not the thing you are inclined to focus on. The carpet is on the floor. The walls have paint on them. There is wind outside, right? Very neutral, very, very neutral. And I learned this technique from Jessica Lognato, who I um, we talk about quite a bit here on the podcast. Love her stuff, love her astrology, uh, love her take on magic and magical practices. Um, if you don't listen to her podcast, check her out. But this is a technique that I learned from her where she was like, if you if you are super duper fixated on something and it's really negative or... Uh, you know, well, and it's really negative, swinging to fixating on something really positive 
is not necessarily the fix. Um, and it can uh, just sort of push you, you know, into the opposite, but still extreme form of thinking, right? So I'm, I'm fixated on this negative, negative thing. And now I'm fixated on this positive thing. And instead finding something very, very neutral to uh, direct your attention to, like I said, the floor is flat. The wall has paint. Outside is outside, right? <laughs> like inside is inside. Very generic, very, very neutral. And it can be a way to sort of break that looped thinking that can come up when we are dealing with Pluto stuff. Like I said, we're dealing with Pluto stuff all week long, kind of in the background of everything. So woof, right? Woof. Um, I, yeah, that's, that's what I'm going to say about that. That's what I'm going to say about that. So, okay. The other thing that's happening for us this week, astrologically, we don't have a lot of astrology this week. Interestingly enough, um, we scoot to Thursday, the 27th. And on Thursday, the 27th, we have Mercury in Leo conjunct Venus retrograde at 28 degrees. Um, what's spicy about that? It's at the same degree as the other stuff that's happening with, uh, Pluto and the nodes. Um, and so, uh, this, this is, um, you know, hitting that 28th, 29th degree thing and kind of like buzzing all of these different parts of our chart with something that might feel a little intense and falsely intense. Um, so, uh, the, the benefit of this is that this transit is actually pretty sweet. It's actually quite nice. Um, it's lovely for socializing. It's lovely for expressing your love to people. Um, it's lovely for, um, finding a magnanimous heart centric connection with folks in the midst of this other really tense stuff that's happening. And I love that because it's very much in alignment with Leo energy. Um, the, the, and, and of course this is happening in Leo. Um, Leo wants to be big hearted. It wants to be magnanimous. It wants to be generous. It wants to be regal and noble, but it wants everybody else to be regal and noble too. It doesn't want to be the only one fancy. It wants everybody to be fancy. We all are opulent. Like we're all living. Um, so this could be a really great day to talk emotions with yourself. Maybe, um, maybe the tension with Pluto and the nodes has stirred up some things for you and you haven't been able to put it into words for yourself. This might be a good day for journaling to, to have a good open conversation and dialogue with yourself. If there has been tension in your love relationships and that's any relationship that you would describe as loving, not just your romantic relationships, family, friends, pets, <laughs> this could be a good day for communication in that place too. Um, everybody is a little bit more on board with let's talk about some stuff that might, you know, be sensitive that might call for vulnerability, all of that. Um, yeah. Okay. And then also on this day, we have Mercury and Leo trine the North node. So some of that stuff 
from the Pluto node square situation that is ongoing in the background, we might be able to find some words to describe some of that stuff for ourselves or to other people. Um, it's a trine, so it's helpful. We might be able to conceptualize it a little bit differently. We might be able to come at it from an intellectual standpoint versus an emotional place, etc., etc. Okay. And then the only other thing that's happening, looking, looking through my notes and making sure this is not a lie. Is it? Is it? The only other thing? Yes, it is. The only other thing that's happening is Mercury is entering Virgo. Uh, fantastic. Mercury is the ruler of Virgo. It is also exalted in Virgo. This is exactly where Mercury wants to be. <laughs> it's like, yes, put me in there. Put me in. Um, and this is going to emphasize being able to rationalize things, being able to approach things from a logical point, being able to approach things from an intellectual standpoint, being able to communicate about things clearly. When people are communicating what's going on with them, you are able to hear them more clearly. Um, and this is again, a great time for journaling about stuff, researching things, all of that. Yes, yes, yes. But, uh, our, our rational thinking is supported. Uh, our discernment is very, very supported. Um, and what may have been confusing or foggy or weird up until now may begin to clear up a bit because again, Mercury is like, finally, I can, I can sit in my seat of power and really think about what is going on. Could be a pretty cool helper in the midst of all of this Pluto nodal drama and intensity and weirdness that might be getting drummed up. Um, you know, as I, I, I wrote something up on Patreon, about the astrology of Lunasa season. Um, join my Patreon to read that if you would like to for $5 and up a month. Um, but one of the things that I said in that is that this is the type of astrology that we don't just rush through. It's the type of astrology that has to be endured. And this too will pass. So how can you hold yourself in the midst of all of this friction, in the midst of all of this intensity, in the midst of spooky stuff, um, with love, with kindness, right? First for yourself, but then also love and kindness for the people around you. Um, you know, remembering we don't know what other people are going through. We don't, we don't know what stuff other people are dealing with, right? We all know people who are dealing with chronic pain daily for example, but they don't talk about it. Um, but we always think to ourselves, wow, that person is super low energy or wow, that person's always kind of grumpy. There might be something going on there, right? That we, that it hasn't, and it hasn't been communicated to us before. So that too, with Mercury stepping into Virgo, with Mercury trining the North Node, there might be a level of openness in terms of what we are willing to communicate to other people or what other people are willing to communicate to us about the heavy stuff that they are going through. 
and the ways that it feels like their life is sort of dictated by those heavy, spooky circumstances or situations. That's all. That's all we're dealing with. Just that. That's all that's going on for us this week. <laughs> right? It is heavy stuff and it will pass. And that's the other thing that I want to really emphasize here is um, the sky will change. The wheel turns. And so also how do I hold myself with grace and care and gentleness and love um, and patience? Because whatever this funky thing is, it's going to, the situation is going to change at some point um, and, and turn into some other different thing, better, worse, hard, but different, hard, <laughs> all of that. Um, in what way can I support myself through these kinds of situations? And can I support the other people uh, in that are important to me in my life in these types of situations in a way that promotes, you know, love, trust, um, everybody making it through as healthy as possible, um, and leaving room for growth later when the drama dies down. That can be one of the really funky things about dealing with dramatic situations is it can feel like this is the end. It's like, no baby, it is not. We're going to have to wake up tomorrow and deal with the aftermath of whatever we said today or did today, that thing. Okay. That's it for uh, the general information and whatnot from uh, me <laughs> on this podcast. <laughs> um, the complete notes from this podcast with all of the holy days and everything else will be posted on Patreon uh, for everybody that is at the uh, whatever level and higher, <laughs> Mercury level and higher. See, the medication is really taking hold. <laughs> um uh, so you can get all the notes on, on Patreon. Hooray. Um, the only other stuff I want to talk about is that our tarot card for this week is strength. We have officially stepped into Leo season uh, strength card connected to the sign of Leo. And in the strength card, what we really are aiming for is finding the sweet spot between the highest portions of our soul and the lowest, most base and vulgar portions of our mundane existence. Vulgar saints is what we are aiming for. And um, for folks who are subscribed to my Patreon at the Venus level and higher, that's nine whopping dollars a month and higher, you get access to the Patreon bag of holding, wherein you will find a two-hour class on the strength card. That class alone is a $20 class, um, along with... 19 other tarot circles and a bunch of other stuff. <laughs> it's a deal. People trust it's, it's a deal. Um, and so if you're wanting to do some hardcore study on the strength card, I've got a two hour lecture for you there. Um, but that's really the, the, the gist of this card is figuring out how to be a vulgar saint, how to move through the world in the most regal and magnanimous way possible without ignoring the fact that you are in fact a human, uh, and, your human needs and desires have to be attended to in, in one way or another. But how can we do that in a holy way? Um, that's a lot of what's up for us in this season. 
For our witchcraft this week, we are prepping for Lunasa. You might take down your old altars, take down all of the stuff in your house that you have connected to Litha and make room for uh, whatever altar work or workshop, or excuse me, work tables you might be setting up for Lunasa season, all of that good stuff. Baking some bread this week is an extremely holy act and very in alignment with uh, our magical work, as well as polishing and repairing jewelry. This is um, the time to be opulent, the time to sparkle and shine and and look fabulous. Um, so all of those things, very, very holy acts this week. And for our journal prompting for this week, if you want to do nothing, that's cool, but you might focus on this stuff too. Taking some time to account for all that you have accomplished in this year so far. This is something we're going to talk about more in the Lulasa class, um, but that can include basics like paying your bills on time. And maybe that didn't happen for you every month. Celebrate every month that you did. Look back and go, wow, in the last six months, I paid my bills on time four times. Fucking awesome. Um, sticking with routines that you've created. Maybe you've picked up, you know, Duolingo or something like that. And you've started to learn a language and you haven't been consistent at it. Celebrate all the points where you came back to it. Celebrate the points where you're like, oh, I did that three days in a row that one time. That's awesome. You might also even include places where you have reduced backsliding into old behaviors. You're trying to break a habit or you're trying to, you know, stop doing something. Maybe it's substance use or, or something, right? Overspending, whatever. And all those places where you caught yourself and you didn't make it worse, right? You caught yourself and you said, no, 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 no. Even if I just sit here, we're not, we're not going back to the old regressive stuff celebrate those wins, celebrate those wins. We have to in this season because Lunasa season brings us a lot of power, a lot of responsibility and troubles sometimes, holy troubles, but troubles nonetheless. So we need to celebrate the wins where they come. We can, where, wherever we can find them, we got to get in there. Um, okay. That's it. That is your week. Uh, I will see you in class, which...